Angel Talk is a special podcast presented by Raise for Rowan, a nonprofit organization that helps families who have lost a child with funeral cost assistance and emotional support. For more information on our organization or to start giving today, visit our website at www.raiseforrowan.org. This podcast would not be possible without the incredible, generous support of organizations like Smead Capital Management, Chris Hallett and Edward Jones, J&I Power Equipment, Olympia Orthopedic Associates, Robert McFadden Real Estate, Vickerman CPA Group, Timberland Bank, Academy Mortgage, and listeners just like you. And now, here's the pod. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Angel Talk. My name is Philip Kerrigan. I am joined by my co-host. Say hello to the people, Lauren. Hey, guys. How's it going? It's going good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, finally getting over being, like, sick. Okay. So that's yep. nice. I have, like, energy again, and I don't just go to school and sleep. Like, sure, I sure. I actually do other things, which is nice. Yeah. Sure. So for the for the record, you did not have the COVID. You're you that was not your thing. Oh no. No. No, my thing was tonsillitis. Good old fashioned tonsillitis. Yeah. <laughs> do you still have your tonsils? I do. Oh wow. That's uh yeah. But I've like never had it affect me um before, but I uh Kicks me real good. Man, that's unbelievable. You, you Literally, college was when you got your first bout of tonsillitis. That's pretty unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, I do want to give a quick, before we get into the campus life report, I want to give a quick, what, what I like to call uh, a picture report, poster report. So I, I am proud to report to the people that you do now have a shelf behind you with some okay, decorations. The, the shelf? The shelf has been there since I moved in. Oh, it was just wrong um, angle. There is some, there, yeah, wrong angle. There's yeah. actually supposed to be two of them. Okay. But only one would stay on the wall. Got it. Um, And then as I showed you before, my desk is much more decorated. Yes. With all of my pictures and stuff like that. Yes. So yeah. I'm not bare bones in it, people. No, no. Like, no. I do have decorations. Yeah, you know, she she definitely still has some sentimental things on the wall, just not on the wall by your bed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. She likes a clean sleeping space. Clean sleeping space. Nothing cluttering the mind. <laughs> well, let's. More like I don't want anything to fall on my head. Yeah. Sleeping. Yeah, that's a good point. Because it doesn't stay. <laughs> that's a good point. That's a good point. Let's do some. Let's do some check-in on the campus life, shall we? So, uh, I got a chance to watch your Mountaineer football team again this weekend. I have not seen this oh. many Mountaineer football games in my life but i need to stay yeah i need to stay up with it so that on mondays i can actually walk through the game with you this one was a heartbreaker we we should have won that yeah yeah for sure for sure like it was so upsetting Mm -hmm. especially because they won it in the last two seconds of the game i know but like there were multiple points like the center had a bad snap 
Um, one of our offensive linemen, he false started when we were right about to score a touchdown. So it was just like, it was, it was frustrating. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, we were supposed to get blown out of the water by yeah. Oklahoma. So it was, um, it was a good, it was a good showing on our part. Like, yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, so that, so Saturday uh, had a lot of teams that were like in the top 10 or in the top 15 go down. And so by the time West Virginia was on TV playing Oklahoma, there had been two or three upsets. And so Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, man, this is just going to be like a day filled with these teams from the top 10 getting like knocked off. Uh, And then, you know, just in the last couple seconds, stupid Oklahoma pulls it out. Ridiculous. Then the number four team remains the number four team. I do have to say, I do have to ask. They did, they did drop. They did drop. Oh, they did drop. They're no longer in the top. They're no longer in the top four. Well, you, you should drop. They, that wasn't like, that. it wasn't like an impressive win. You barely won. No, no, exactly. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was like your, your kicker won it for you yeah. too. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they, yeah. one thing I did notice because you and I have been talking about this now is that, Oklahoma had some issues because their starting quarterback was in the game and they kept the fans kept cheering for the backup quarterback. Did oh, we did, did we see we, we do that. Yeah. We, uh, that is that is a thing we do. Yeah. At, yeah. At, I didn't know if you did it, but WVU does it pretty much every single game. Yeah. We chant we want green, yes. which is our backup quarterback. Yeah. Um, and he played. But, he played. Yeah, Green played, uh Daggy played. There's honestly, there's no real starter for WVU. Sure. They switch Green and Daggy out um, mm-hmm. pretty often throughout a game, but um, we uh, there was like posting about social media of that. It was like WVU fans and OU fans can um, like come together on one thing yeah. that we all wanted our <laughs> yeah. backup QB yeah. to be That's playing. right. That's right. So, Everybody who has a struggling starting quarterback. Want loves their backup until the backup plays, and oh, then they realize, oh well, there's a reason he was a backup. So, <laughs> so yeah. Well, it's our quarterback is a fifth year, uh-huh. so he's so everyone's just like, okay, come on, like new dude, yeah, like I know, come on, you know, yeah. So he's getting he is getting playing time. Mm-hmm. I will say that, but um, as soon as. Daggy makes mistake. The entire student section is like, "Hey, put it, put in the other dude." You know, man, the pressure is insane. It's like the minute you throw in a kaput pass, people are like, "Oh, put in the other guy." Oh yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Now I have to admit, this weekend I didn't get a chance to check in on WVU women's soccer. Had too much, too many things going on. What's going on? How did they do? Did they do anything? Um. Gonna be honest. You didn't see it either. Not. Oh my gosh. Sure, but from what I've seen, yes, is that our men are ranked number four, uh-huh. and our women are ranked number thirteen. Wow. And so we're one of two teams with both of their men and women soccer teams in the top fifteen. Okay. Um, but I, I haven't seen anything of yeah. like, oh, they lost. But I also haven't seen anything. Oh, they won. So I'm not a hundred percent sure. Yeah. But last I saw, which I think it was posted like just a couple of days ago, was that both of them are still very highly ranked. Okay. One thing we have to do is we we're going to have to make 
this this a priority. We're going to have to – these two teams are ranked. The football team isn't even yeah. ranked. We've got to make soccer a higher priority I mean, on our reporting. Our, our men's team hasn't lost a game yet. Yeah. I mean, knock on wood, yeah. but, like – we're doing, we're doing pretty good. Yeah, we, we'll have to we'll have to make this a, a higher priority. We need to be informed. Yeah. We need to inform the people yeah. about Mountaineer okay. soccer. We're gonna have a right. we're yeah. gonna have a slew of Mountaineer soccer fans out here in the Tenino Olympia area. People are gonna be like, "Why yeah. is everybody rooting for Mountaineer soccer?" And they'll know why because of the twenty five people that listen to this podcast. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and seventeen of those being my family. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, so the final piece of the campus life life report. I like to do this with my own like children. Now, of course, they're like right. nine and seven and five. <laughs> but uh, for right. you, what's uh, what's what's one thing, one interesting thing you learned from class this last week? Gosh, one interesting thing I learned from class this last week. Um. Well, I mean, honestly, I'll take it today from my biology lecture. Sure. I learned that the, so there's like, you have two different types of bark. You have like the outer bark on Mm -hmm. a tree and then you have the inner bark and they're made by two different, and they're made by two different like, um, things. And then you also have like the, uh, sapling wood, which is like Mm -hmm. the new, it's like the newer, younger wood that still transports waters and like minerals. And then you ha- have like the heartwood and that stuff is like, doesn't transport anymore. And it's in the center. And typically it's like a darker mm. color and it is like holds all of like the waste and the toxins. So a tree can survive without the heartwood, but it's very unstable. Mm. Something that else. is interesting. That's very interesting. So yeah. the middle of the tree is actually the older, deader part, basically, of the tree. Yeah. See, that's yeah. good. That's really good. That's you bring more of that every week and we'll have some good we'll have some good stuff. That's solid. Solid work. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here we are. We, we as most folks know, we usually do like an angel of the week or we talk about a story that involved um race for own in some way. We're kind of doing that this time around uh we have focused on one of these angels before taylor babble because of the circumstances surrounding her passing um but i i would be remiss to say as we're closing out september this was national uh suicide month so um it's definitely a a very serious issue in this country and it the especially over the last year and a half some of those uh affects have really seen themselves in teenagers and younger adults um, and we were no different. Uh, over the last uh, over the last six or seven months, we we helped four different families whose uh, sons or daughters tragically passed away to, to suicide. And I wanted to take a few moments to highlight a couple of these angels and give a shout out to their family and let them know that we continue to think about them, have them in our thoughts. Uh, the first is uh, Javian Harrington. He uh, loved sports and Fortnite. He he took his life uh, late last year. Taylor Babel, who loved music, arts, and theater, as we've highlighted on on this program before, she took her life around the same time. Evan Erickson, who uh, was a local boy, he loved football. He was always looking out for the underdog. He passed earlier this year to suicide. And Landon Bornstein, also a big-time football kid, he loved fishing and chopping wood as well. 
Uh, these are just four examples of, uh, as we kind of close out this month that is around a very, very uh, tricky and deep and nuanced issue. These are four people that we don't want to forget. One of the things that Race for Own does really well, I hope, is uh, provide a face um, to to some of these uh, kids and some of these families, and this is no different. Um, it's easy to it's easy to talk about folks who take their own lives and in a very sort of insensitive way. And, and, uh, these are kids with, with faces and families and, and feelings. And we want to make sure that we mention that there's lots of good resources out there for folks who are going through things. Uh, the national Alliance on mental illness has a local chapter here. They're a very good resource. Uh, if you are involved in a spiritual, uh, place like a church, um, you can always lean on them. And of course we continue to recommend in any uh, cases that um, that you, if you need to talk to somebody, make sure there is no stigma around being being uh, being involved with a therapist and talking to them. So, I thought as we closed out this month, we would take a serious note and kind of hit on that, honor the angels that we've helped, and then also encourage people to to seek help before you do that very drastic step. So, I figured before we got into the topic, that I would kind of hit on that. So, thank you very much to everybody. Yeah. I mean, you know, suicide, it's one of the top 10 uh, causes of death in the state of Washington. I did and, not know that. Yeah. Um, oh. I, I think it's number 10. Wow. Um, I actually had to list for an assignment. Did you really? Um, in Like in my state, what are like the top 10? Like, because um, I'm in like a health and well-being yeah. class. So. Yeah. Um, and I believe suicide is number 10. Wow. But. You know, just for anyone out there struggling or anyone out there who knows someone who is struggling, like, there is no, like, it doesn't mean you're weak. It doesn't mean you're insignificant. Like, if you need help, ask for it. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that you're lesser than anyone else who isn't asking for help. That's right. That's a great way to put it. Amen. I mean, I don't think there's any better way to put it than that. And honestly, uh, suicide is so final. There's such a finality to it that um, that's what makes it so tragic. That and the impact that is felt by a suicide isn't felt by the person who commits the suicide. It is felt by the family that they leave behind. There's a whole, there's just collateral damage. So, so uh, it is not, uh, it is not an, it, it is not an act of, of mercy. It really does actually hurt lots of folks around you. So, you know, think of those folks as well and make sure that, you know, that you, that you seek help for yourself and then to make sure that you're there for the people around you. Because if you, if you do find yourself in that position and and you're gone, your family has to reconcile with all that. It's really, really difficult, really, really difficult. So just a reminder to everybody out there. All right, so let's get into the um, topic of the day. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, especially, I don't have to tell you, Lauren, going through school and in a totally far off place with COVID everywhere, uh, that there are daily stressors. Uh, we li- seem to live in this current society in a, like, not even a daily stress, like a minute by minute stress. Uh, <laughs> everybody's stressed out. No one's calm. No one's calm. Right. Um, right. <laughs> but sometimes people who are going through grief, I imagine, 
those daily stressors are this extra layer of like heaviness on top of the grief you already go through. Um, and so that's what we're going to kind of talk about today. You know, this world right now is filled with a lot of that sort of stress. Um, for you, um, let's talk a little bit about living with uh, grief, but then also living with that external stress. Um, how does grief sort of add to your to your stressors and how do stressors affect your grieving? Um, I would say it's just kind of always there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like when, it, when I think about my stressors, you know, it just, it, it ticks a little box yeah. and I'm like, Oh, it's still here. Yeah. I think one thing that can be frustrating about it is that there are things I can do. Say if I'm stressing about a test or an assignment, you know, there are things I can do to then stop stressing about that thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, grief isn't something that I can, there's nothing I can do really. Mm-hmm. There's nothing no one else can do. You know, um, if you're really going through it, you know, talking about it or going to therapy, um, stuff like that, I think can lessen it. Um, but there's nothing that's the cure all. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I wish there was, Yeah. you know, press a little, press a little button. <laughs> yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, but I think it just, I think like you said, it just kind of adds on top of it or, you know, I'm five years in, it's almost like a baseline. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Like, like, like everybody else's stress starts here, but your stress might be one level up. Yeah. Or even like, not even just like comparing it to other people, but like, just like within me, it's just like, the baseline is always going to be there. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's never going to go below that line. Mm-hmm. Um, it can like go above that line, but like, this is just, you know, it's your new normal. Yeah. Um, and so I think, I, I think that's for me a good way to like yeah. explain it is that it's kind of at a point it stops becoming something that's, uh, adding on and it just gets added to yeah yeah um, because in the beginning you know it's very intense um and and it'll you know there are points where it'll come and crash over me and it'll feel like 10 times more being added on but i think you get to a point where you've lived with it for so long that that's now your baseline mm. and then other things kind of build on top of it mm-hmm. um so for you know i i am someone personally where like anxiety and stress very two very real things yeah. for me yeah. and something i deal with um i mean literally on a day-to-day basis so there are some points where i'm literally like I am just this ball of stress and anxiety and I can't function. Um, And so I think for me on sometimes I just get frustrated because I'm like, well, I have this extra thing that I can't do anything about, but it's contributing to this. And, you know, it it can get frustrating. Have have you ever, have you ever found yourself maybe regretting a reaction to stress, like an overreaction? And when you looked back at it, when you looked back at it, thought, oh, man, you know, part of that was the stressor 
But part of that was also this other thing that I'm dealing with, which is this grief. I literally, any time that I overreacted to something my parents told me or yeah. an argument with a sister yeah. or something like that, I, you know, it's when you're, especially for me, like when I have a lot on my plate and when my anxiety is really high and my stress is really high, mm-hmm. it's like someone says something that I don't like in the moment and I am first to snap off. Mm-hmm. I like, I like to think of myself as a person who can typically keep it kind of under control, can yeah. keep it kind of even healed. But if I'm like over the point of like no return, mm-hmm. I am the first to snap to say something that I know is going to affect that person mm-hmm. because I want them to be as frustrated as I am. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely aspects to where, you know, having this grief doesn't help those situations, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, and do you find that mostly with people? <laughs> did you find that mostly with people that you were, sounds like it was, it was with family and friends that were really close to you. So like, Oh yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm don't, <laughs> I don't like confrontation with people. <laughs> Join the club. So, Join the club. I like, like, I'm just not, I don't, I'm not, I yeah. don't. I, here's the thing. I will go to bat for someone else till the day is done. Mm-hmm. But once it comes to my issues with someone who I'm not that close with, I will sweep it under the rug. Yeah. I will turn the other way. Yeah. I will act like it does not exist. Yeah. Um, and, which is weird because... For other, like, for the people that are closest to me, like, I will go to bat for them day in, day out, no matter what. Like, it doesn't, whoever it's against, oh, well. But for my own things, I'm like, nope. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know exactly. I know exactly how it is. I was also going to say, it sounds like I've never seen that Lauren. So that's good news. I have not invoked the stressors. So that's good. That's good. That's good. I was very much so like if I was having a rough day, I'd mm-hmm. be like, okay, you can scream in your car on the way home. You can scream yeah. in your car on the way home. You have a 30 minute drive home. <laughs> just push it down, push yeah. it down, push it down. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but no, I'm, yeah, I would definitely say that um, I can keep it controlled to a level. Mm-hmm. And then unfortunately the people closest to me typically tend to be the ones that I lash out at mm-hmm. because I'm like comfortable enough yeah. to do that with them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, that's not always the best thing. Like you and your sister are screaming at <laughs> Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, did you find certain times um, <laughs> of the year would invoke stronger reactions to stress than others? So like if it were around the, uh, time when Stacia passed or for around her birthday or family gatherings where you would be reminded that she wasn't there. Were there additional stressors that you found those like, because it sounds like when you're talking about the grief mixed with the stress, the grief is like this low grade hum that just kind of exists there the right. whole time. And the stress right. bubbles it up. Did you find in those like more significant moments, holidays, anniversaries that the low grade hum was a little bit higher pitched and that like stress would get, would, would snap you faster. Definitely. Uh, in the 
earlier year, you know, months and years, you know, the first, the first holiday without them there, um, you know, the first birthday without them there, mm-hmm. the first, you know, pretty much the first, second, third, you know, any of those, those are all, it definitely increases, but at that point it's already, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You're all over off, the place. It's, it's, it's off the charts yeah. already. Yeah. Um, I would say. I mean, for me, I get kind of a little seasonal depression. Oh, you do? You've got sad. You've got sad. Yeah. It typically hits me sometime in November Mm -hmm. and and in like. I wonder if you'll have that now. February. I wonder if you'll have that Um, now in West Virginia. It'll, it'll be interesting. I, I don't know. Um, But they also, you know, they go through seasons just like we do. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I love winter, I actually love every single season but spring because I'm like, spring is stupid. <laughs> and it's just an in-between where it just rains in Washington. Um, wow, hot but, take on spring, man. <laughs> well, I mean, I love winter, but I think it's just like the, for me, that's always when um, – that is starting in November, my anxiety and my stress start to get a lot mm. higher and I just start to have a lot of low motivation. Um, so it'll be interesting if that happens here. Mm-hmm. I know definitely um, the gray skies in Washington don't always help that. Yeah, when you get 35 um, straight days of rain, it's it's tough. Yeah, um, so it'll be interesting to see if that happens here. Right, right. But uh, I think for me at those times – it's definitely kind of uh, the baseline just kind of moves up. Yeah. Um, just because I, there's other things in my chemical. Yeah. Yeah. Balanced person that are going off. Yeah. Um, but you know, those dates are always hard. Um, I think, but for some people dates don't really mean anything, you know, it's more of like, places where they go where memories right, hit up. Right. Um, you know, and I definitely experienced that too. Um it there is one kind of nice thing about being away from all of that is mm-hmm. that um you know, I don't drive past the places that tick up, you know, kind of an emotional yeah. response. And and not that that's bad, but after, you know, I experienced that for five years and I was ready for something different. Mm-hmm. Um but you know, I know people who have who go who have gone through and continue to go through grief where dates don't really mean much, but it's a lot of times the places yeah. that hit them harder. Yeah. Um. So I mean, it can be both, and for some people, it's just a month, like just a random month. Mm-hmm. It'll just be like, for some reason, this one's always bad. You know. Yeah. Um. So I, I, it's really like dependent on like person to person. But I definitely know everything in me kind of just like gets a little bit more irritated yeah. when I hit that kind of sad yeah. period. Okay, okay. So you mentioned you mentioned therapy and talking to folks. Um, what are some of the other things that you have found worked for you um, when you mm-hmm. did find yourself getting bogged down by the daily stressors? Um, and, right. and you're dealing with this other thing as well. So what are some of the things that you found helpful to you? 
Um, I'm a person which I don't know how this is going to go because I don't have my car here. I love going for drives and just like, just like driving yeah. and like having to focus on, you know, having to focus on something so intently so that you don't get hurt, yeah. injured. You don't hurt someone else. You don't injure something else. You know, you don't hurt your car. Um, that it's kind of like the only thing on your brain is that task ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, for me also, like when I would play, um, soccer games, like, you know, you had for 90 minutes, that was all you were focused on, yeah. you know, is the game at, excuse me, at hand. Um, but I think, I think a lot of it is, again, it's person to person. Um, sometimes just like, laying in bed and watching a movie and being cozy is like the best thing, you know, and sometimes it's going out and and distracting yourself. Um, I remember kind of in the early times, I would just like get, I love being warm and I get, I run cold as you know. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. (laughs) Blanket in the middle of summer. Yeah, (laughs) I run cold. (laughs) And so um, I remember like in the early kind of months and years, something that I would just do is I would just like get in my bed and I would get all warm and cozy and I would like play something on like my phone or my laptop and I would just like let it engross me for however long it was. Mm-hmm. And it was just like to kind of just get away from everything in my brain because I have a brain that's constantly thinking up every single thing that could happen, even though they're very unlikely and sure, sure. probably will never happen. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. my brain puts, you know, it's just always going. So for me, it was definitely, um, I enjoyed mind numbing activities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's something, that's something I needed, but some people need their mind to be like stimulated. Um, I know people who like, they need to, you know, really get into like a really, good book and like you know have it be that way um or just even doing like school work will help them because mm-hmm. you know their minds on something else um yeah yeah that's good that's good those are all really good little tips thank you lauren that's very good all right so let's uh, wrap up this particular podcast with uh some good news um, okay. Uh, so, uh, well, I want to, I'll, I'll, I guess I'll, this time I'll start, uh, because usually, okay. usually I have you, I have you, uh, bat in the leadoff position. So this time I'll, I'll, I'll take, right. uh, aside from the two neat little sports things that I had this weekend, my son, John caught his first touchdown in his flag football game. It was a nice. sweet 20 yarder. He caught it. It was awesome. Nice. Almost caught a second. I argue that he was pushed by that uh, seven year old uh, pass interference, <laughs> but hey, ref didn't call it. Of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, ref didn't call it, even though it was clear. It's fine. Um, and then, and then uh, Green Bay Packers pulled off a, a freaking great one last night, taking down the San Francisco 49ers in San Francisco on a game winning 50 yarder. I hate the 49ers. I know, me too. Me too. And we seemed to have go, every time we go to San Francisco, we get our clock clean. So it was nice to finally take one from them, uh, like in a game that actually meant something. 
the final one though is a is a bigger one. I thought this was a neat one. I don't know why I thought this was so cool. I think it's that whole like people in conflict with each other um, still finding a beauty in it. So an Israeli woman donated her kidney to a three-year-old Palestine boy in Gaza. I found it really Aww. great. So uh, so basically, this is the story of um, of a lady. Her name is Idat Harrell Siegel. And um, she wanted to do something meaningful. She's a kindergarten teacher and a mother uh, living in Israel. She wanted to do something meaningful for her 50th birthday. So in memory of her late grandfather, she decided to donate a kidney. And it turns out that this life-saving kidney uh, was going to go to a three-year-old Palestinian boy in the Gaza Strip. So I thought that was a really cool sort of like uh, symbolic thing about how like we always are fighting with each other. We're always very tribal and how like we can still break through that tribal stuff. So I thought that was a neat story to share to folks. Yeah. 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 I love that. Yeah. Pretty cool. Uh, How about you? my good news um well let's see let's it's just like hit the sports good news out of the sure, way sure yeah let's get those um, out of the way um i'm trying to the mariners i don't know i'm so confused i haven't seen anything that says they're completely out of potential playoffs yeah and they, they're somehow winning games which like couldn't you unbelievable they're 20 earlier. games over 500 yeah, so, um, you know, I'm just, like, every day I'm just, like, crossing my fingers. Oh, no. Please don't, like, show up. And, I mean, the Padres are out, which is always a good thing yep. because no one likes the Padres. So, you know. Well, Padres. spoken by a Dodger fan, yes. No no, no Dodger fans like the Padres. That's correct. Okay, but people <laughs> in Washington also don't like the Padres. Yeah, I mean, so. you know, yeah. It's fine. I mean, yeah. like, nobody really cares about the Padres. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's all right so that they're fine. gone. So it's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think that's. Sports I mean, wise, I don't think you had a good weekend, sports wise. It, oh, well, you dub, you dub one. Which they did. Was good. They beat Cal. They beat Cal. They beat Cal, which was, was good. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even though WV lost, we were supposed to get like blown out of the water. Yeah. So. Good the showing. Fact that we only lost by a field goal. It, good it was a good showing. Yeah. Not so much offensive, but our defense came to play. Yeah, yeah. Well, if they put in that kid green, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but my big um, piece of good news mm-hmm. is in Washington. Obviously, we love the orcas. It's a big. You know, yeah. 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 We we love the orcas, and there is a. Um, critically endangered group of orcas, which are the southern resident orcas. Um, They represent the smallest of four resident communities within the northeastern portion of the North America, North Pacific Ocean. Wow. Around us. Wow. Um, And they're in that group. There are currently only 74 southern resident orcas left, which Mm -hmm. is obviously extremely low. Yeah. Um, And scientists in washington state so not not to washington yeah uh, they discovered uh three pregnancies using uh aerial drones so what the females are pregnant uh which is obviously that's good yeah um and you know in washington it is um very illegal to harm orcas yes so 
it is good news that new life hey, is that is cool that is cool and uh you know always love to see something that's endangered kind of yeah get some uh footing underneath yeah that's so great I news Something that made me smile. Yeah, that is great news. That is the definition of the good news segment. Yeah, that's very good. We we do love our orcas up here, and uh, we're glad to see we're glad to see that uh, we got three more coming. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very cool, Lauren. Hey, uh, thanks for hopping on today. We appreciate you you doing it as usual. As I as promised, I'm never gonna make you late for class. So I think you got one coming up, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I have about. Uh, like an hour before okay so we'll let you get prepped we'll let you get all your stuff together um we want to thank everybody for for tuning in this week um and uh listening remember to uh subscribe and share it with folks who you think might um might be needing the uh the little boost uh from time to time and uh if you ever have any sort of topics you want to hit on you can definitely um talk to us on our instagram feed or our facebook page or even just email us direct We appreciate, as usual, everybody tuning in, and uh, we will see you next week. 